0: Shit, we're aware, and I know that's fucking weird, but listen to this shit. Hello, my sweet listeners. Welcome to SHIT. That stands for Self-Help Ideas and Thoughts. I am sitting in my car parked, aka my studio. This is where I record these episodes, um, I just peed. Not in my car, in the snow. Uh, I'm parked at the park, a park, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I just pee, I always do this. I always do this, because I, I have an overactive bladder. By the time I get to the park, you know, when I leave work for the afternoon, where I nanny, um, currently... I, I come to the park so that I can park and there's there's less traffic and I pee... I have to pee outside because I have to go somewhere. Um, doesn't make sense for me to try and pee in my car into a cup or something. Not that you were wondering why. You know? Um, if I had a nickel for the amount of times I have pulled my pants down in public just to pee somewhere discreetly in a corner um I'd have a good chunk of money. I don't know what you were expecting me to say. I didn't want to say, I'd have a million dollars. Anyhow, um, in typical fashion, I see someone walking their dog. The dog is very cute, super cute. I love dogs. I really love dogs. And I grew up with cats. I have two cats. My mom has two cats. I'm staying with my mom. We have a collective four cats. It's a pussy palace in, in this apartment. So, you know, things are going great. Well, I hope that all of you are, are doing well. It's mid-February. Um, I, I've had a pretty, pretty interesting couple of weeks. I mentioned this on my previous episode where I had interviewed, uh, Rory James, but yeah, my, my, my mom was diagnosed with, diagnosed, Jesus. My mom tested positive for COVID on uh, February 1st, actually, I think it was, you know, um, so many of these episodes leading up until recently, I was always mentioning how terrified I was at the idea of losing my mother. And so, Obviously, the number one fear was my mom can't get COVID. The number two fear was I can't give my mom COVID. You know, so I was trying to be as um, careful as humanly fucking possible. Now she tested positive, and I I still have been testing negative this whole time. Who really knows? who really knows how she got it i don't know here's the fucking great news she she got through it she had a very mild case my mom who's almost 70 years old and is a, a pretty heavy smoker still got through covid she was able to i want to say pull it off now now listen it was not without fear and anxiety. That's for damn sure. And surprisingly enough, I was able to, I don't know, remain at least a lot calmer than I expected myself to. I think it's because my mom was pretty fucking panicked because she, you know, the, the anxiety level in my family, listen, the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree at all. Um, and my mom is, was terrified. Not every second that she had it, but she, first of all, she was completely dumbfounded because she had no idea where she got it from. And she took every precaution Precaution that, that she could possibly take, you know? I mean, I was going out and, you know, nannying and, and, and you know, doing things and having occasional visits with very specific friends. You know, she was being more careful than I was. How the hell did she get COVID? I mean, that was her number one thing, you know, and it made her a lot more paranoid. Um, But she she got through it, and I didn't nanny for a couple of weeks, obviously, because we were quarantined together. So it was my mom and I and our two cats. Um, It was a very interesting time. It was... I mean, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, there were many challenges. I was definitely feeling stir crazy. I did go for a few walks, um, you know, but it is very, very, very winter here, uh, in Pittsburgh right now. And, um, I've said this before winter, you know, obviously isn't my first choice, which is a really nice way of saying I fucking hate winter, but you know what? I have been doing a really good job of embracing winter since I got home. And now I'm like, holy shit, it's mid February already. That's crazy. I really, really, really tried to embrace winter with open arms. Cause I knew I was like, this shit is not going to get me down. And it, and it hasn't, I mean, there've been moments, but I think when I was younger, you know, I avoided going outside if it was too cold because it was too cold. Right. But in the last couple of months, I'm like, no, I'm going to go outside in spite of the cold. And I would just layer up and go for a lot of walks. So it was a little tricky because my mom was obsessed with the idea of us being quarantined. I mean, I know that she was, that being said, I still got tested a, a few times, literally during this couple of week period. Uh, I just had couple of week period. Anyway. Um, and i was negative and and i you know i didn't go into grocery stores but i had to go for walks and often my mom would say you know you're supposed to be quarantined right now and i would say mom i realize this but i have to get my ass out of this apartment and go for walks and that um was very helpful <laughs> Uh, to say the least it was, it was, it was very helpful. The cold winter air is, is it's numbing, but it's also exhilarating. Anyhow, my mom, my mom got through it. She literally lost her sense of smell. And then besides having quite a bit of brain fog and just feeling weird, she was okay. You know, it didn't progress. I'm, I'm so grateful. She's so grateful. And, of course, we're both hoping that this is it. That she has recovered. Because we know this shit can be really unpredictable. So we're hoping that this is it. And another really great thing, she was able to schedule her first COVID vaccine. And, you know, the number of vaccines are severely limited. So even though she is over the age of 65... She really had to fight like hell to get an appointment. And by fight like hell, I mean spend hours and hours calling and, you know, being on the phone for a very long time. But that's happening. So I just feel really, really grateful about that. In the meantime, something really interesting happened right around the same day that my mom was diagnosed. Di- God damn it. <laughs> she was tested positive for COVID. Um, this coach slash director who I have started working with, I started working with her last month, um, because I started writing what I originally thought was a standup special back in October when I came home to Pittsburgh and I have decided this is, this is, this can't, I really can't label this. As as a stand up special, this really isn't. This is more of a one person show. So I have been working with um a I knew her beforehand briefly, and she's she's incredible, and she's been doing this for about fifteen years. But a coach and director to help me create my solo show. Um, she asked me right around the time that my mom tested positive for COVID, right around February first. If I would be willing to perform 12 minutes um, of part of my show, you know, memorized, record it, and then she would live stream it at the end of February. And proceeds would go to, um, it's called the, white, uh, the the theater is called the White Fire Theater, and that's in Los Angeles. And then some of the proceeds would go to the theater, obviously, to keep it alive. Um, And I said yes, because... Because of course I did. You know, this is a chance for me to um, get moving with it. I I have it pretty much all written out. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot that's edited. But this gives me a chance to, I don't know, believe that it can work, right? And feel more confident with it and start to memorize it and continue being inspired with it. So I... I'm nearly memorized and during these last couple of weeks when I wasn't able to work because I was quarantining with my mom I have been able to memorize this shit now this did not come um, without anxiety though I-, I-, I saw I saw the blessing in what was happening I realized that Wow I have been given the gift of time right now to really work on my show you know? So it was, it was, it didn't make it very easy for me to be hyper-focused and and nervous about my mom having COVID. Also, you know, again, she had it very mildly, thank God. But I, I recognize the gift. That being said, I do, I do have a lot of anxiety when it comes to having time, having time, you know? Um, cause then I'm like, shit, I have all of this time. What am I going to do? And I and then I get tangled up in all of the options. And I, you know, I have severe ADHD, so I'm kind of all over the place. And, but again, it's right. Writing out a schedule for me was helpful. That being said, I did not abide by my schedule that I would write out for myself daily over the last couple of weeks at all. I got shit done, but it was never at the time that I wanted to. And that's, that's a hard thing because it's like, it's not helpful to beat myself up for that at all. But it's also like, I need some accountability here. Uh, that being said, you know, it wasn't like I crawled into a hole and said, I can't do this. This is too scary. But I, I just did like the, I just did the best I could. But it it was, it felt very challenging. You know, I, I, I definitely thrive. Um, I'm sure like a lot of people uh, with a routine and knowing that I was going to have all of this time on my hands just weirded me out, you know, and I, I spent a lot of time in the room that I'm staying in at my mom's going over this material and figuring out kind of how I want to do it, but then I would get a little obsessive and I had to bring myself back and remember, just get memorized first, you know, because I started fixating on how I was going to say certain things and what I was going to, what, you know, and how I was going to make this more entertaining and, and dynamic and all of that stuff. But getting memorized was really the most important thing. And now that I'm almost there, I feel, um, It's just such a world of difference between now and and how it felt last week. And it's also really important to note that I really needed to set aside time for me to work on it and, and memorize it and try not to obsess when I wasn't because I had a hard time. It was this interesting combination of me being home, with my mom, you know, we were wearing masks in the apartment for a couple weeks. Um she spent, you know, a lot of time relaxing and I spent a lot of my time going over the the show, but I really had a hard time. I felt bad about this. I I felt like I wasn't able to be really present with my mom. I mean, I I know that I was helpful and, you know, she says I was very helpful, but I really feel like um I really feel like, God, if I didn't have such ADHD or if I was just able to focus and just stick to a plan, I could have made such better use of my time. And maybe that's true, but the fact is, is that it it is what it is now, right? And then I have to kind of just say, okay, that's what it was. I did the best I could. I can learn from this experience, and I can keep moving forward. And it's also really important to, to recognize, like, you know, this... Look what I did accomplish in these couple of weeks. You know, getting prepared. There was a time when I was doing uh, stand-up several years ago, and it was never consistent. But even when I would do it, I never really practiced. I never, um, I never wanted people to hear my set before I went up, which also means that I wasn't willing to hear other people's feedback. And I remember years ago thinking to myself well I don't want to practice this for anyone or get feedback because then I'm going to be all in my head and what if they say something that doesn't work for me and I don't want to do it and then I get all in my head and nervous about whether I should or shouldn't and I'm so I'm so thrilled to say that a lot of that has has kind of dissipated in a, in a big way. Um, it was almost like in the past, my, my ego was kind of running the show, you know, like I wasn't really willing to be humbled. I mean, clearly I felt, I guess, confident enough to, you know, I knew how to make people laugh, but even the stuff that I was saying years and years ago, when I would do stand up, um, wasn't very vulnerable. You know, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, I've grown is my point. Um but my bigger point was I have been practicing these twelve minutes and these lines with a couple of my really close friends. Shit, even my sponsor who has um a history of doing stand up and and knows performance and obviously with with my coach and director who I'm working with as well. But I have been able to practice this. Uh, It's it's proven to be very difficult for me to... At least more difficult for me to practice these lines and say this shit out loud to myself. Because I do. I get very distracted. And if I kind of forget where I'm at, something will catch my eye and then I'll just be completely out of it. But being able to practice these, these fucking lines that I wrote that I'm trying to memorize with people that I trust and who are gr- also great at giving feedback. You know, I couldn't do this with, with just anyone. Um, <clears throat> family, obviously, especially cause I'm talking about more, more personal shit. You know, it's like to be, to be involved in the cre- creative process of it is completely different than, you know, having it polished and putting it out there and then having the people who you you might get a little nervous to watch see it. But, but I've been able to practice this out loud and get feedback and the feedback has been positive, you know? Look, I'm sure this would be different too for me if, you know, my, my close confidants were saying, listen, this is kind of shitty. You need to work on this. Um, but they haven't, they've been very positive and, and, and here's the deal. You know, it's important to be able to give people constructive criticism. Um, and, but I'm just saying, you know, when it comes to encouraging others or your loved ones, it, it, it how it, I think it's kind of vital though, to really go into it and, and, and listen to these creations, or read, or whatever the hell, you know, because especially if you're somebody who creates shit, and then you are, you know, critiquing or giving advice to others, this stuff is really um, personal to people. And the more positive leaning, at least, that you are when, when discussing this kind of stuff with someone who's sharing their their art their vulnerability with you the better they're going to be because it's it is a scary thing to be vulnerable and to put your art out there and I knew that I think intellectually for a long time but I didn't really feel like I was being very vulnerable I mean there were plenty of things that I've done that have felt embarrassing that I would talk about in my stand-up. But I, I didn't do it in a way... You know, I'd, I'd throw in a lot of F-bombs and make it really sexual or just make it kind of absurd. A lot of shock value stuff, which, don't get me wrong, that shit can be very funny. But I don't really feel like I allowed myself to be more vulnerable. And i just known over the last couple of years that even though I have such a deep desire to create comedy, it has to come from a place of truth and vulnerability for me. But especially, especially, especially truth. I feel like I can't tell. I can't tell other people's stories yet until I really tell my own. If that makes sense. I feel like I have been kind of avoiding, I don't know, talking about the kind of shit that probably makes me unique. Um, And now there's this little voice in my head that's like, you're not very unique or special, you know, all that shit. And I don't believe that. I really don't believe that. I think everybody's unique and special and I don't care how gay that sounds. And I'm so sorry that I just said gay. I said that. It was inappropriate. It was also to make you laugh, but it is inappropriate. I used to say gay as like an insulting adjective for years. And I just did it again. Or did I? Or did I? Because, you know, gay can also mean sappy or tender, happy. So the reason why I wanted to share all of this with you today is because I know that one of the scariest things in the world can be really following your dreams, following your soul's desires. Because I have been terrified my entire life. I've been able to fantasize about things, but I have really been terrified of Putting myself out there in a big way, and and now I am at a point in my life right now. I'm 35, where I'm like, it's it's go time. This is this is do or die, and not really do or die, but there's just no reason for me to hold back any longer, you know. And I think a couple of things obviously contributed to that: allowing myself to do something scary by you know moving back to my hometown temporarily, which I never thought I would do, getting sober etc cetera, etc cetera. but just you know being more radically accepting of of who I am and you know who we are we're multifaceted as fuck we just are um you know we're not just one thing we're so many things and we have an opportunity to accept love and value all of the things that we are including the dark parts of ourselves but i just think it is really important to allow yourself to explore the things that really that really set your soul on fire you know and that could, that could be any, you know, it's different from one person to the next. Some people, you know, someone wants to be a, a very successful published author, you know, and, and some people are happy, you know, maybe working in the restaurant industry, perhaps for the rest of their life. Who knows? Who cares? That's Okay. You know, that's not, that's not my dream. Although I did enjoy waiting on people. That was fun. Um, but we all have, we all have desires. And I think so many of us have had our, our moments and we might still be in those moments where we think, well, I've always wanted to do that, but I can't do that. Uh, right. And then then you might give a bunch of excuses. It's because of your age or because of this or because of that. And and you, and it's like, no, no, that's really not how things work. It's really not. If you, if you really believe that you have a desire that could really bring fulfillment to your life. And just side note, you know, a lot of things contribute to fulfillment. It's not just one thing, and it's not always a tangible thing. It's not always a conditional thing. But if there is something that you want to do with your life that you know will just light up your insides, or that you think will light up your insides, even if you don't know for sure, allow yourself to believe that and allow yourself to believe that doing that thing is possible. You don't have to know how to get there. You just have to believe it's possible and then just be open, you know, but you know, a really important thing to note here, of course, is, and it really does come down to this, Do you love yourself enough to let yourself be happy? And I don't mean, you know, I, for years I used to think, well, I don't really know if I should do that. What if it doesn't actually make me happy? And, and then I realized I was just looking at it all wrong, you know, because it doesn't matter what it is. Um, even if it's the thing that you're born to do, you can still not be happy If you're living your life in a way that doesn't align, I think, with how you want to feel and how how your soul wants to feel, because you can still be doing your dream job and feel like shit, but do you believe that you deserve to enjoy your life? You don't have to know how to get there. You know, we can't figure, we don't figure shit out in a day most of the time with anything. Even when we are really sure about certain things. I know that I am meant to entertain and inspire people. I know this. I feel this. I felt it for a long time. For a very long time, I didn't know how to really do do that or I wasn't willing to really do that. You know, I, I, I filled up my, my daily life and with a lot of different distractions. Um, you no know, one don't get me wrong. I had, I had a lot of fun times smoking all that weed and eating all those snacks and playing with my friends. You know, I can still do that shit now, but I distracted myself for a a really long time, and I I still believed that somewhere in my bones, and then eventually I just reached a breaking point, and that was last year. And I said, something has to change because I can't get to where I want to go if I'm still doing this. And of course, when I say this, it, it, you know, I am referring to smoking weed, but it's, it's not just weed smoking. It's, it's all of the other things too, that really aren't serving me, but are just what they're serving is, you know, just my, my distractions and, um, you know, distracting me away from pulling me away from my ability to focus and get more clear on what I want, even if I don't know how to get there. You know, so often we don't pursue things because we don't know the path. There's never one path. There really isn't. There's, there's not one path. There's, there's a million different ways to, um, to live the kinds of, of lives that we want you know, and the most important things are obviously letting yourself have desires letting yourself have these dreams not shitting on them don't shit on your dreams believe in your fucking dreams don't worry about the odds or what other people are saying or the statistics or other people comparing, you will never get anywhere close to where you want to be if you allow all that other shit to be your focal point you know we we surrounding ourselves with people who we love and trust who believe in us is important and even those people at the end of the day can't tell you where you need to go or where you want to go but they can be there for support and they I believe need to be utilized for support but we at the end of our day you know, using our intuition and really gauging how we feel about certain things, that's what forges the path. So I am living in Pittsburgh right now, where I grew up, where I never imagined I'd be back. And I don't know the specific route or, or, or time that I'm going to move back to Los Angeles. I'm I'm damn near positive that it's going to be this year in 2021. But I just have no idea um what is going to come my way. I I'm 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 doing more things for myself creatively, for myself personally than I ever have before. And I'm away from the constant, um, just the constant overstimulation and being out there and working my ass off. And I, but it's the grind. That's, that's the, that's the word that I was looking for, a grind, but I don't feel like a mouse on a wheel anymore. Um... Now I will always need to keep myself in check because I can very easily fall back into the habit of being a mouse on the wheel and just going and going and going and not really being you know present or mindful about what I'm doing but just always thinking I need to act in order to get something done. But then I I realize that I'm I fall very quickly off my path when I do that and then I just need to relax or take a nap or something. But Whatever you really want from this life, you are capable, you are capable of getting. But you have to let yourself be open to receiving these things. They are there. They are waiting for you. No person or thing or circumstance or ancestor or luck or astrological, anything can keep you from pursuing your dreams unless you allow them to. And by them, I just mean allow something to, you know, because sometimes we use certain things as excuses. All of these things are possible for, for anyone but You do have to believe it. And maybe you don't, you know, you, you, if if you really don't think that you're worthy of something or that you can make it happen, practice getting into a mindset where you eventually do believe it. You don't have to figure out how, but practice it. Tell yourself you can. You don't have to know how trust that the universe will gift you with little paths and opportunities and and people and conversations and signs and that you will be led. But you just have to believe that it's possible because if you don't believe it, this shit's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So just, just believe it. Okay. Believe in your fucking dreams. I love all of you. I hope that you're all healthy and safe and that you have a great week. That self-help ideas and thoughts with Bethany. Oh, that was a good ending, you dickhead.